Okay, good to go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is BC. This is another podcast episode. I'll start with the announcements first, as always. This podcast is sponsored by Team BC, which is my real estate team. We can help you worldwide. If you have any needs in real estate, make sure you contact me or my team. Secondly, we work for eXp Realty, which is a up and coming company that's amazing. If you're a real estate agent and you haven't heard about eXp, make sure you let me know. And lastly, Modern Success, which is my personal coaching and mentorship program. And if you're not on it, you don't know what you're missing. I recommend you go to briancasala.com and you get on immediately. Okay. So uh, today's episode, there's a couple of things I, I can touch on. I'll take uh, some questions here at the end. But, uh, you know, one, one topic that I brought up on a different level for my modern, uh, modern success group was in regards to uh, somebody's brand, right? Now, I didn't, um, I didn't per se speak it, speak about it this way. I spoke about it a different way, right? But I'll speak about it this way for the podcast. Modern Success is not a paid uh, a podcast, brother. It is my paid coaching program. I have 142 people in it right now. I recommend you get on it immediately. So I want to talk about branding and how it's changed, what you're doing wrong, and what can be done now in order for it to explode for you, okay? It's very simple. There's a couple of basic rules you need to understand, and there's a lot of things that people are doing wrong, okay? It's 2018 right now. And I still think people believe that we live in the world that we lived in 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, which is 100% false, okay? For those of you who don't know, I've already shared the stage now three times with participants from the Million Dollar Listing Show on Bravo TV. And I'm about to do that for the fourth time, October 11th, okay? Now, 10 years ago, let's say that show came out, which it kind of did. I think the first season was like 2006. Myself, short of actually being a participant on the show or another show or having some sort of TV fame, would never have had the, had the opportunity to meet these people, become colleagues with them, share the stage with them, so on and so forth. So what is witnessed there, the result, was me and my brand, with my own efforts, building up so much value and recognition on my own, right? On my own, not with Hollywood, not with radio, not with TV, that now, to the organizers, to the public, the perception is, maybe I'm not as worldly famous as them, but hey, these guys can share the stage together. These are colleagues. This isn't some new kid and a movie star. This is, hey, we're rolling out the red carpet, and both of these people, all three of these people, all four of these people are gonna be participants at this event. Now, I really hope you understand what I just said. If you understand what I just said for the last minute, then you'll understand the power and the opportunity that you're sitting on that many people are squandering, meaning you're taking it for granted. What have you seen me do? For those of you who have been following me for more than probably a year, a year and a half, right? Let's take it back. You've seen a simple documentation and video blog of my life, of my struggles, my trials and my tribulations, my business, me taking risks, me sharing with the world who I am, that's it. 
there was no special formula. <clears throat> Any collaboration that I ended up doing that maybe brought me some sort of merit was earned. It was not lucky. I didn't just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Either I offered value to that individual, we exchanged value, or something happened, or it was my skills that got me the opportunity, which skills are earned, therefore it's not lucky. I work my ass off for my skills and everything that I do, whether it's athletically, mentally, communication-wise, whatever it is. So let's go back to, to what I just said, right? Now, the interesting part about that is anybody, any individual, any person, man, woman, doesn't matter, could have been substituted in my position had they done the same effort, did the same stuff, had the same skill. Anybody could have done it. Yet I was the one who was anointed, right? Like they used to do with the knights. I'm going to knight you, right? The king or whatever. So where does that bring us? Well, we have to now look at what was sacrificed in order to get there, right? It wasn't easy. So on one end, you have individuals who ended up being on a TV show, receiving fame. And then on the other end, you have somebody who hasn't reached that level of fame yet, yet has created a fraction of it or a piece of it, however you want to label it, through their own efforts. Is that not fucking incredible? Is that not just super interesting to people? Right? When I sit back and look at that, I'm like, whoa, that's fucking cool. But not only is it cool, it's possible for anybody. It's attainable. It's something that you can look at and not marvel at like, whoa, you know, we'll never have that. Like some people will look at a, a Lamborghini that way. Right. And, and that's a very a good signal for me when I speak to somebody about my car or what they do or their, their mindset in regards to like my Lamborghini, how they speak tells me if they're ever going to have one or not. Right. And if I feel like they've been miseducated, I'll do my best in that moment to shatter some of their limiting beliefs and the way they look and view the world. That way I can give them a shot at, at having that car. So let's look at that same context as far as what I just described about getting on stage with them, right? I looked at the Lamborghini and, okay, cool, I, I can get this damn thing versus the majority of people will look at it and not use that as, okay, this is an opportunity now for me to step my fucking game up, figure it out, start a business, whatever, choose some sort of path that I'm gonna take to get there. It's just like, well, that'd be cool to have, um, you know, whatever. Oh, well, you know, it's only for a certain type of people. Oh, I wasn't born in the right place. Oh, I don't have the skills. All the bullshit stories people tell. And you know what the biggest shame is? Is there's people who have been following me for years since the beginning. Oh, man, I've been following you four or five years. And I'm like, dude, if you've been following me that long and you haven't emulated at all what I've done and you just watch me and you haven't contributed to your own life and your own success at all, that's, that's a shame, man. That's sad. That's sad. You haven't implemented at all what I've been teaching. You haven't created anything for yourself. Why not? Is it okay to be, a, to be a bystander and watch other people win and succeed and not do it for yourself? Right? And, and that's kind of like a complaint I have sometimes with people that I want to help. It's like, dude, I care about you winning more than you. How the fuck is that possible? By the way, this podcast, if no one's heard it, is rated R. So I assume you're an adult watching this because I cuss and we talk about controversial shit. So if curse words offend you or you don't want to be on something rated R, shut it off. 
how can I want, back on track now, how can I want you, and I say that in a general term, I'm not speaking to anybody here, how can I want you to succeed more than you? That in my world and way of thinking and way of being, that makes no sense. No one wants me, no one wants me to succeed more than me. No one wants me to take more action more than me, right? I'm always gonna be at the top of that chain and totem pole. Always, always. And if we were to flip that and other people want it more than you, well, you're never gonna get there. You know why? This is one of the biggest issues because now let's look into business, right? Let's look into somebody starting up some sort of entrepreneurial hustle, their own business. And something we talk about a lot in the business world is accountability. Well, you need accountability, okay? You have to have you know, people that you know, check up on you and, and help you out and that kind of stuff, which is great. Accountability used correctly, right? And I'm gonna share with you the trap here in a second. Used correctly, very good, right? You put a bunch of lines together, they're gonna fuck shit up, for sure, for sure. But, but, but this is where the, the deeper part of it comes in. If on a deeper level, and this isn't gonna be known on the surface, by the way, right? Only the individual is gonna know, or somebody skilled. <clears throat> if they don't want it as bad as their other partners, or their other partner wants it more than them, and their other partner wants that person to be an accountability partner more than that actual individual themselves, wants to be involved, then it's never gonna work. Here's why. They're gonna feel forced to show up. Anytime any of the other accountability partners don't show up, they're gonna use that as an excuse to not take action or hold themselves accountable. Oh, well, my partner wasn't here today, so I couldn't do it. And then there's a million other examples to go with it. But that, that's where the pitfall is, is now, oh, well, my success relies on someone else showing up too. So if they don't show up, then I can't show up because that's my partner. And if they're not here, I can't do it. Who said that? Right? So there's traps within all these things that can be beneficial. So people will take one step in, a half-ass step in. And then, again, this whole justification and story bullshit comes up. Well, you know, they didn't show up, so I couldn't do it. Like, really? That's an excuse? That's your legitimate excuse? to why you didn't do your work today, really? Because your accountability partner didn't show up? Your gym partner didn't show up, so you didn't go? Really? Are you kidding me? I'm sure as I'm saying that, and I'm sure as I'm saying that, many of you have either you yourselves listening, fallen into that position, or you know people that you can point out and think of right now that are like, boom, 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 yes, 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 that person, that person, that person, that person, right? So we see this all over the place. Yet those people have fooled themselves into thinking that, well, this accountability is gonna get me somewhere. It's not, it's not, not at all, not at all. So back to the original point that I was making as we kind of backtrack a little bit to what I described in the beginning and having created this, that what I just described about accountability feeds into your brand. It is part of you, right? And, and this is what people need to understand. Your code of ethics, the way you are, the level of discipline that you have as an individual, your standards as an individual, all of that is your brand. That's what builds you. You're not, like me, I'm not a fucking real estate agent. That's one thing that I do that's part of the bigger me. 
Hopefully you guys got that. A lot of people do it the opposite. Oh, I'm just a realtor. Oh, I'm just that. That's why when somebody asks you, you know, who are you? What are you all about? What's your story? I kind of laugh and I'm like, that's, that's, that's a loaded question. Are you ready? Sit down, get a notepad and pen because I'm about to go off. Where most people say, oh, well, you know, I'm a realtor and, um, you know, I'm, I do this on the side. And I'm also a guitar player. It's like we, we, we make ourselves so small. But how can you expect to be on the level of these guys that are super famous creating it yourself if you shove your identity into this one little thing of or word or phrase of real estate or entrepreneur or this and that? Okay. I tell people, imagine yourself as being like a superhero, right? And you have powers, you have abilities, you have a costume, you have a way of carrying yourself. And all these things that make up your identity are parts of those pieces, right? Like, let's say I have a cape. Me being a real estate agent is my cape. It's only one piece of what I am as a superhero, as BC or whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's going to allow you to think more expansively about your brand and how you are and what you're about. How does that translate in, in the most simplest ways? We'll look at my social media as a quote, real estate agent and entrepreneur versus other people. Way different. Nine, 95, 99 out of 100 real estate agents, all you see is nothing personal because they're afraid to show it. All they show is a house tour. Um, they share a little news article about rates going up. It's the same bullshit over and over. It's just another realtor, except this one dresses better. This one's taller. This one's shorter. This one's older. This one's younger. Yet when you throw me in the mix, it's like you just threw a fucking, uh, you know, the whole palette of colors onto the fucking canvas. Boom. And you're like, oh, shit. There was a bunch of blank canvases and then boom. But see, this relates back to what I was just talking about, right? This is what creates that. Because now as we all embark on this journey of having social media and the internet and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, as a platform for you to build your own brand and reach fame, quote, and get eyeballs and attention and all that. Again, every day there's more and more people on it, more and more content creators, more and more people doing that. So therefore, what that does is it forces people to level the fuck up, right? It forces you to level up, to be better, to do more content, to do better content, to deliver, deliver more value, so on and so forth, right? So if anything, that creates a marketplace that actually makes it better for the consumer because then the one who's actually exchanging their money will get a better and better product, better people, better teachings and better results, hopefully. Right. This is why I didn't trip and I will never trip about certain people in my industry. One of my industries, real estate that complain about, you know, Zillow and online websites and all that. All that's really done is force you to step your game up as a realtor. That's it. If a website can replace you, you're a shitty fucking real estate agent. Straight up. We all know that. People will laugh because they know what I'm saying is true. But if a website can replace you, you're, you're pathetic. I laugh when people say a website's going to replace me. Really? Okay. I can, I can name them off just in the last 12 months transactions that I could have handed them and said, good luck closing this deal with a website. Let's see it. And I'll put my money down, all my, all my net worth, boom, and say, up against this website right now. Let's see if we can close the deal. And I know I have a big fucking payday coming. You see? So that's forced me to level, level up. Same thing with this whole thing about social media. It forces you to level up. So we can't, we can't fall into this. We can't fall into this. Well, you know, I just want to do a little bit of stuff on social media and blow up like all the questions like, Hey bro, you know, I'm going to start a YouTube. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to start an Instagram. I'm going to start a Facebook. What are your tips? You know, I watch you on YouTube and that and follow you. I'm like, dude, if you follow me, you already have the fucking blueprint. Especially if you're in my industry, you just do what I did. What, what you think messaging me, I'm going to give you some special thing. Just literally do what I did. You've heard this from all the top gurus. Success leaves clues. There's, there's no magic bullet here. You don't exactly copy what I did and do it the way that I did it, but you can take the laws, the axioms and everything that I'm doing. Like one for sure law in my social media game is just fucking consistency. You can't not see me. Right? That's one. Number two, if you don't post, you're losing. Why? Here's a question I have for the audience. For those of you who follow me, if I suddenly disappear off social media for a week, what's the immediate assumption? Positive or negative? Negative. Okay? That's another reason I'm consistent. That's a law. If you guys didn't know that, that's a free little nugget for you. Posting more and more, being more open about your life equals winning because you're sharing with the world, okay? People are attracted to winners, that's attractive, whether people wanna real, uh, ex, you know, admit it or not. Oh, well, you're just showing off. No, that's bullshit, that's what losers say, okay? Which le leads me to my next point. Be vocal about what you do. This is assuming that you provide value, right? If you provide value, then you have every right in the world to promote your business, promote your services, if you're honest and ethical, of course. Yet there's always those maggots, Oh, well, bro, I watch your YouTube, but man, you pitch your products too much. Fuck you. How about that? How about you make some videos, you educate people, you provide value, and then when you pitch your shit, I'm going to fucking be in your comment section telling you the same thing, right? How dare you try to tell me to not pitch my product when I have a thousand fucking videos on YouTube, hundreds on Facebook, I don't know how much on Instagram and all the other platforms where I share shit daily for free to help people along with the free lectures, the podcast that I'm doing twice a week now, the old podcast that I used to do. How dare that individual who provides nothing try to critique me for promoting myself and my brand. And this is the, the third law of what I'm telling you that you have to get. Many of you will not post, will not ask for money, will not ask for a higher fee as a real estate agent because you feel like you have to apologize or conform because one or two people might not like it. It's pathetic. Everything I'm doing, I was told I wouldn't be able to do. Have a Lamborghini? Oh, you'll never have that. Boom, I have one. Easy. Easy money with that car. I have fucking six cars right now. I don't even show them, right? And it's all the pricks. Oh, well, all you do is show off. Really? Go look on my fucking YouTube channel. How many times have I shown my Lamborghini and even my fucking house in the last month or two? I don't even show that shit. That's nothing. This is to inspire me in a part of my life. I don't fucking put it in the background of everything on purpose as a strategy. So the main point for people is you have to start shattering. Now there's a million laws, right? I've shared more, uh, you know, deeper rooted ones with modern success and I'm giving you some, but that's more than enough for people now to shatter this almost, you can say shell that they have around them about the world looking at them and all that. Cause Listen, anybody who you admire who's a celebrity, let's talk, you know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Channing Tatum, all these big ass people, right? And you may look at them and say, man, that's a great human being. They're nice. They care. You know, they give back. They're really just a staple 
for, you know, being a role model. You know how many motherfuckers hate on them? You know how many people tell the world, oh, Channing Tatum's a piece of shit. He's a fucking jerk and he's a racist and all that. They have lines of people fucking hating up on him. Super. Let's even look at somebody like Mother Teresa. I guarantee you she had, if you Google her name, you'll find a ton of bullshit about her. Oh, she was fake. She was a whore or whatever it is. I guarantee you. So that's already two sides to the same coin. You can't have a ton of glory without fame. I've said this before, you can't have happiness without sadness, so on and so forth. You can't have good times without bad times. You know, it just, it keeps going. It's two sides of the same coin. So as we get deeper into this, <clears throat> you start realizing that the perceived walls that you had to taking action or doing what you wanted to do was never a wall, actually. It was a wall of cottonelle, a fucking tissue paper that you could have easily just gone and it would just fall over. But you always looked at it, and then you had people around you telling you, man, that, that wall's super tough, man. Good luck. The day that you decide to break it down, it's going to take a lot of work. You're going to need hammers. You're going to need sledgehammers. It's going to take you weeks and months and years of hard work to break that wall down. But no one ever touched it. They never told you that. They never tested it. But it was literally a fucking tissue paper. And then when you actually walked up to it and touched it, it just blew away. Crazy, man. Crazy. I can even think back to when I started doing stuff on social media. You know, how you, you, you people, everybody watching now in the recording, you have any idea how many people told me not to waste my time? How it's not gonna, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's a waste of time. You're not gonna make any money. You're better off doing something else. Blah, 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 blah. stupid, right? I probably could name dozens of people, literally, that told me that. Literally, dozens. And I think back, and I think of those individuals that I can actually remember, name them. None of them accomplished anything remotely close to what I've already done in a short amount of time. So had I listened to them, I think, how would my life be different right now? I'd probably be miserable. Miserable. How many of you are not participating at the level that you want to participate or doing what you want to do because of somebody else? You see, a lot of times we can talk about different subjects, yet when you trace a lot of these things back to the root, it's always the same 6, 12, 15, 20 topics we always talk about right? It's just looked at from a different angle. And it always starts and ends with you, right? So now, if that person gives their opinion, at least question it. Don't just take it at face value, right? Fuck this whole, well, you should listen to everybody. No, I'm going to listen to everybody. Are you fucking kidding me? Who the fuck told us to believe that? I said this before and I'm gonna remind you guys. If you're going to accept criticism from people, make sure it's a qualified individual who's criticizing you, right? If a boxing coach wants to criticize you about your jujitsu skills, uh-uh, 
If your plumber wants to criticize your dentist, not going to work. Right? Imagine a plumber sitting there with fucking um, the dentist. Oh, man, you're doing it all wrong. You're, you're drilling the tooth wrong. Oh, dude, you're not doing the cleaning properly. You got to come in from this angle. Yet we're allowing that. You're allowing that. And the people are, you know, that, that plumber is, is talking to you and you're the dentist. And you're like, oh, you know, I, I see your point. Okay, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. But it's totally wrong. It has nothing to do with anything. There's no correlation there, right? Now, remember what I said in the beginning about sharing the stage with them, right? You have all the tools. You have all the tools. You have all the tools to do what I did. Especially, shout out to the people who are on Modern Success. You're getting sharper tools, much sharper tools. And I've been very open about what I've done. And there's a few other people that are doing that too. Yet, there's still this illusion that what we're doing isn't possible or it's not what we really do. And, you know, I still get messages all the time, bro. So, you know, what do you really do for blank for this or that? And I'm just like, People still don't want to believe it. And if you continuously think that way and, and act in that manner, you will never manifest what you want to manifest, right? We have to now tie ourselves to some sort of program or mentor or person, right? And with those people, with those people, you say, okay, I'm going to do exactly as you say. I did that with my mentors and it worked. You, you, you have to put your own bias aside, as Bruce Lee said, you know, empty your cup, absorb the information, use what's useful, disregard what isn't, and just go. And just go, right? But if you go to the right mentors and people and you learn from the right people, they're going to tell you what you need to know. But the issue is you, ha you, you, you pervert the information with your own thought process, your tainted thought process. Right? I see a lot of stuff about modern success on Instagram. If you guys want to find out more info, talk to the people on it. One, two, go to briancasella.com and go to the coaching tab and you'll see the link for modern success. Okay, cool. So that will wrap up the talk and lecture portion. I will open it up to questions now for a few minutes. If you guys have questions, you can post them here on Zoom. You can post them um, on Instagram and uh, we'll take it from there. Yes, always dapper. You have to be with a brokerage to sell a house. I have another convention event I want to email to you. It's Vegas. Sure. Sure, Will. Thank you. Send it. Uh, Team BC sold at Gmail, brother. Thank you. Any questions, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? <clears throat> I get a lot of leads, but I'm terrible at lead follow-up. Okay, real estate Shane, I'm going to invite you to improve your linguistics. I'm terrible presupposes a lot of negative stuff. You want to reword that, right? Because you're hypnotizing yourself. What frequency do you follow up with people? Well, 
that's a difficult question to answer, brother, because you need to have your own follow-up system and you need to have your own definition of what a lead is, okay? Um, but I'll just give you some off-the-top things that we kind of do, right? If they're ready in a month or less, we call them once a week or we contact them once a week. If they're going to do something in seven days or less, it's every day, okay? Cold calling owners who live in the area, cool. How long were you independent for? Um, what do you mean independent? I've never had my own brokerage. Modern success is worth every penny. Yes, it is. Still need the time you're speaking at Reimagine. It's all on the website. Uh, Nomad, Nomad Citizen. I think it's 2.45 to 3.30 or something like that. Favorite entrepreneur movie, show, book? Probably The Wolf of Wall Street and Boiler Room. Those are great movies. You have a successful day? Always, always have a successful day. Are some of you not on Modern Success yet? Well, Alex, according to people, they don't have $97 a month to join, but I know the same people go to the club, so. I started at Century 21 because um, it turns out I knew that broker from when I was a kid. Um, I hadn't seen him in, I wanna say 15 years. And it just so happened that the one I walked into was his, his brokerage. Of course, Jennifer, yes, the brokerage does get a percent. Whenever you're under a broker, the broker always gets a percent until you cap if they offer that. I changed to Keller Williams to build my team and refine my systems a little bit highly. And then I changed to eXp. Um, thanks for the advice. You're welcome. Thanks. When you use your comparative pricing method, comparables, yes. That's one of the ones that you learn in the book. How do you compare? You have to best compare based on square footage, condition, and that kind of stuff, man. It's pretty simple. You know, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought it up because I get that question so much in my mind. It seems so easy to compare houses, right? Even if the prices are a little bit different, at the end of the day, you guys have to understand, we, even if we compare it exactly, we will never predict 100% of the time with 100% of accuracy what the price is gonna be. Now, a lot of times in my mind, I already have a price, and a lot of times the appraised price is either right dead on to what I said, or pretty close, but I, even I'm still wrong sometimes. So you have to understand, you have to base it on what the market is saying. And if there's a little bit of spread, then you have to give an educated guess based on the market, period, right? The thing is, is when you present that to the client, there can be no uncertainty, but you guys freak out. Again, I'm not saying you dapper, I'm just saying in general, people freak out, oh, I don't know how to price a home. It's fucking easy. Look, house A, B, C, find the comparables. If it's off a little bit and you have to give an educated guess based on the, mar based on the market, then you do it and you stick with that price. And if the client says, are you sure? I say, you know what, sir, based on what the market is saying, yes, this is the price. For a listing presentation, you still use paper? Always. We'll never replace paper with uh, uh, the online stuff unless um, somebody that we're talking to is uh, very tech savvy, which sometimes they are, but still, there's just something to writing it on paper that feels good. You cold call homeowners in a certain neighborhood with the same script? Yes. You just change the beginning and you say, I'm calling. Right? Why do people mistake confidence with ego? Um, because the same people who complain about 
oh, you're arrogant, you're this and that. Like the same motherfuckers that tell me that shit, they're fucking miserable and they have no confidence. So they're, they're not in a position to actually be able to rationalize what that is and know what it is. So it's just ignorance, right? That's why I can't take them seriously because they just don't know. How can I get mad at somebody who doesn't know? Apparently me standing up for what I believe in makes me fucking arrogant. Oh shit, right? So if that's the case, how can I even take that criticism seriously? You know, why they do it, I would just say ignorance. Fifty-one fifty, get your STI. Apparently, they're working on it, dude. Finally, so. What do you like about EXP? Oh man, everything, dude. You guys really need to educate yourself a little bit about the company. Contact me if you guys are interested in EXP. H is silent in Spanish. I know that, dear. Spanish is my first language. I actually knew somebody named Hailey. That's why I said it. You want to school me in Spanish real quick? Do you think door-to-door -door flyers are effective if you actually um, door knock? Yes, but don't count on a uh, flyer getting you business. Just sold door hangers only if you still knock. Let's go door knocking. Uh, you're awesome, thanks for all the tips, you're welcome. Ignorant, immature, yep. Is there a way to study the market? Absolutely, go on your MLS, start looking at what's sold the last 30 days, three months, six months, year, look at trends. Our home selling above asking price, at asking price, below asking price. Start following trends. That's how you study it. Look at the mortgage rates, right? There's certain things you can study. Have you met Jordan Belford in person? No, but I will. Still have your truck? Yes. When do you think residential career, do you think you're ready for commercial? They have, um, there's no correlation, dude. You don't start selling residential to get ready for commercial. It's the same shit, dude. It's a little bit different. Actually, commercial in a lot of cases is easier because most of the transactions are with businessmen and people who have money, and it's all about the numbers. There's no, well, I don't wanna say no, there's less emotion involved. It's the worst thing that happened in a transaction. Uh, I had a closing delayed a year because of lawyers. How did we solve it? We had to wait. Ask you for a recommendation on phone scripts like objections and scripts to set up the appointment, non-real estate. You can Google scripts now, dude, and objection handlers. I don't think it's um, hard, right? If you Google it, you can find scripts, man. But if anything, I mean, there's, I teach this in my program in Modern Success. I actually teach people how to create a script, but that's a little bit more intricate and I can't just answer that on a question in like 30 seconds. Are you doing any Spanish videos now? I'm gonna create a, a channel in Spanish. I just figured I would do that, it'd be easier. Do you revisit homes and door knocking? Uh, we don't really farm, dude, but uh, uh, revisit. I mean, if we go back for a listing, an open house, an expired, a FISBO, we'll, we'll revisit. But uh, if we do go back to door knock again, uh, months will go by, minimum, months. Like we don't hit the same areas every couple weeks. Close to lawsuit? Yeah, I just won. So I said we had one that someone threatened to sue us, but they never did. Cool. Okay. All right, guys. I'm going to take off. Thank you for being here. Again, the modern, sorry, the Supreme Being podcast is uh, sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. Secondly, um, 
modern success, if you guys haven't joined, it's, it's imperative that you join really, you know, it's just getting better and better. And lastly, if you're a real estate agent and you want to hear about eXp, let me know. Let's talk and uh, we'll get you on the team. Okay, cool. As always, thank you for being here. Appreciate the support. We will see you guys on the next one.